0: Hello and welcome to Star Trek Reliant, the podcast where we talk about things and places in the year 2409, the magic space year of Star Trek Online. And tonight we have with us our full cast of characters, starting with our security officer, Chorog.
1: This is Chorog here. I play my Pirate Scum Gaming. I'm here to eat Gok and start Plasma Fires. I'm all out of Gok.
0: Next, we've got our uh, chaplain of our All Faiths Chapel and bartender and security officer, uh, Grumpy Old Lord. Hello, I'm Grumpy. And next, we've got our uh, con officer, June Running.
2: Oh, sorry. I was just,
3: I was just eating all of Chorog's cock.
0: And our uh, chief medical officer and first officer, Eli O'Connor. I'm
4: Dr. Eli O'Connor, telling you to live long and be fabulous.
0: And our chief engineer, Rick Deer.
5: I am putting out all the plasma fires that apparent someone is making right now.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Lieutenant Hardigrade just wants to make s'mores, come on. And if he's on mic, but he'll be with us tonight, we've also got our man out of time, D.B. Wells. Get for it. Get he's for muted. Okie dokie. Yeah, he's uh, probably going to be again later. (laughs) That's the idea. I was just about to move on. So, anyway, um, tonight we have a continuation of our last episode where we met with some strange aliens who are just conducting their first warp flight, but in in the midst of a slight robot uprising. Um, So, these mysterious Dwemer... uh, Insert Skyrim noises here. These mysterious Dwemer... um, have basically uh, asked us for assistance through their chief scientists involved with the space program, and we've just generally concluded that, hey, we can probably go down and try to fix this. So, with that in mind...
3: Mind you, I am not 100% certain yet that I may not side with the AI.
0: We will see. Uh, I am just having to do some quick file transfers, because I'm having to to use a different computer right now (laughs) to set some stuff up. So, uh, while... I get started here. Uh, basically, Captain Graves has given this sort of the go-ahead to um, basically start uh, preparing for an away mission. So everyone's going to be basically prepping up as much as they can for that, taking care of any business they have aboard the ship just before they transport down to the rocket launch facility that is overrun by robots.
3: We should bring Bryce along. He speaks machine.
0: You <sighs> will bring Bryce along is our chief security
2: person on the await team. I, I feel like if Waitley heard that comment, he would facepalm.
0: Here, just a like, sec, I'm still working through some file stuff, because I need some particular pictures. Alright, uh, apologies, but yeah, again, if people don't have any particular scenes they want to run, um, let's just go ahead and proceed to the transporter room. So. Uh, we've got Bryce there, we've got Rick Tyr, we'll have, uh, Eli, we'll have Kara, uh, Chorog, Grimnir, uh, Daniel, because just a second, uh, Daniel, and anyone else I may have missed. I gotta, again, still futzing around with settings. so again, if anyone has anything they want to do... Have we, now,
2: have we established if Mary knows what's going on yet?
0: No! Um, should we should we
2: leave her in the dark, or should we have her find out?
0: You are that is entirely up to you. Because so I well.
2: feel like if she were to find out, she's going whether she's allowed to or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it nobody would be, tell her. Yeah, it'd be funny if she finds out after the fact.
2: <laughs> you know what? I like that idea. We
0: will let's roll with that. Okay, so. Anyway, the main away basically everyone is down at the transporter room plus uh Bryce and uh Setsu. Graves mm-hmm. is going to be staying back captaining the ship and you also have Dr. Tamarin with you who is the again the scientist who you discovered on the warp, uh, the warp flight last mission. He's looking a little bit nervous but at the same time looking like okay, we can probably do this. Uh yeah, he he's looking like he's looking like he's trying to psych himself up. Kara right, just looks so over at him. You know, you don't have to come along. Well, I do know the facility, and, well, there's the matter of security codes and controls, and I mean, the doors can be a little bit tricky. You gotta twist the handle just so to get some of them to open. So I figured, best for best effects, and to make sure that your people are unharmed to do this, I should persevere.
3: Kara's busy checking her phaser rifle. So what you're saying is, is that you're there for damage control to keep us from breaking everything.
0: Um... More to the point of knowing where to go. Roger that. a is uh equipping herself with two pistols and a rather large amount of body armor. She kind of looks like a... Not quite a snowman, but, I mean, she she's definitely going for the heavier side.
3: Kara raises an eyebrow at her. So are you going to
0: be the point woman, or...? I well, I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to move too fast, but at the same time, um, if someone attacks me, they're not going to do anything. Like I've got like three shield generators on this.
3: Right. So I'm just going to take cover
4: and snipe from behind. Satsa. Yeah. Eli enters with the rifle that he bought at that weapon slash pet
0: shop.
2: Has that rifle. Full.
0: Rimnir, yep. what are you, br- what are so- you bringing?
2: So, when Grimner enters the transporter room, he is not uh, in his usual, you know, civilian bartender attire, he is, nor is he in his uh, Starfleet security uniform. He is wearing what uh, I think you've only ever seen him wear once uh, when uh, we did that uh, holiday uh, holodeck episode. Uh, he is wearing his original battle armor from his homeworld. Uh, that he doesn't talk about very much. (laughs) It is uh, quilted padded leather with a a blue cloth shawl draped over it with uh, various intriguing uh, metal uh, plates uh, patterned uh, particularly over it. And uh, he has a whole slew of weapons strapped to his body, including a large... uh, metal and wooden shield with a striking uh uh bear sigil on it and uh he walks in says good everyone's ready and he grabs his helmet which is this big uh old nordic looking metal helmet with a a bear head on it and he puts it on straps it on he grabs his sword he grabs his shield and he says let me know when we're ready
3: Okay, so here's what's going on. I'm going to be behind both uh, Grimnir and Setsa sniping. Hey, 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 now don't hog. I need I need a shield too. All right, fine. You take Grimnir.
5: Uh, Victor arrives. He's got, um, a couple of different pads, uh, and, uh, the standard stuff, lady issued rifle, um, or, like, type 2. Um... And uh, one of the pads is actually sort of specifically isolated from the rest of the uh reliance system, so it's it's not it's it it's sort of like its own individual device that still can try and connect to, but doesn't have the Starfleet standard stuff in it, so it, it doesn't, you know, just automatically connect. It you sorta of have to configure it to specifically connect. But otherwise he's there, Jorok. he's got his stuff and he's uh he's just sort of um standing around.
1: Jarok walks in, he's got his disruptor rifle slung around his shoulder, he's got two disruptor pistols, a he's got his battle he's got his battle tegalar. And he's got a couple of grenades that he's adjusting on a bandolier slung
6: across his shoulder.
2: Deep wells.
6: Daniel enters the room once again in full cosmonaut gear, but this time with the addition of uh with the addition of a bunch of different tools strapped to the outside of the suit. A lot of them uh, a lot of them just kind of basic tools, but meant to be worked with uh me- meant to be used with like environment suit gloves, so maybe they're a bit bigger than usual. Uh just you know Different kind of drills, there's a crowbar on his back for some reason, uh...
2: (laughs) I understood that reference.
6: Car Car just squints
3: at him for a minute and says, Pull that visor up! How do I know you're not making faces at me under there?
6: Daniel lifts up his visor with his tongue sticking out.
4: (laughs) Well, at least now I know. I thought ignorance was bliss. Well, it
6: would
3: be, but you just ruined it by telling us now, didn't you?
6: So, does anyone want, else want a power drill, or...? Kara holds up her rifle. This is the only multi-tool I
3: need.
5: Huh.
4: Same. Huh. Eli says, holding up his rifle.
5: Uh, Rick Tear yeah, sort got of, my, uh, got my... opens up his uh, yeah, engineering my, kit yeah, as well.
1: I've got my EMP grenades, I'm good. Kara You're moves sure. up to stand
3: on the pad. It opens doors, it handles hostiles, it, you know, overloads computer
6: controls. And if you're all worried about me not being able to function under fire again, this time I'm expecting it. Okay, I'll only shake a little bit.
4: You you want a pistol?
6: Uh, I've never shot a gun.
4: Um, it, it's it's more a phaser, but what yeah, you'll say? be.
6: You
3: ever used a laser pointer? Uh, yeah. Okay, Think about like,
2: that, like... but I could just turn someone to ash. Yeah, like that, but deadly. Grimnir says, hold on. I
4: think I've got a
2: better idea. And he reaches into his mass smorgasbord of weapons and he starts rifling around. He says, ah, here it is. And he pulls out a wooden sword. And he hands it to DB or, uh, sorry, what's your character's name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel. Daniel. He hands it to Daniel and says, be careful with that thing. It's deadlier than it looks. Daniel I got fifty
3: just, slips on Daniel making a kill with the wooden sword.
6: Daniel just kind of holds it, looks at it for a second, and says "Okay," before
2: uh, before strapping it to his tool belt. It feels very warm to the touch, like you know, like when you uh, wait, when you hold a lighter to something for a while and it's got that 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 singy kind of feel. It, it's got that.
6: Does Daniel feel that through his suit's gloves? yeah oh, oh no daniel remembers that oddity but not real but he still just kind of think it thinks it's weird that he was given just a warm
2: toy sword and Grimnir points at him and says remember that it's very very dangerous but you strike true
6: and it will never fail you daniel just kind of gives a thumbs up and closes his visor <coughs>
0: Bryce um heads over to the transporter pad, just taking uh sort of a the prime sort of position, like front and center on it while Setsa just kinda of waddles her way to the back in her heavy armor.
3: All aboard. Next stop. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. I've never been there.
0: And, uh, uh, let's see.
6: Has anyone seen John? He seemed pretty disappointed he wasn't coming along. <laughs> I'm sure he'll show up if he feels like it. It's not like they can really stop him.
0: Setsa raises a hand with a clunk. Yes, Setsa. Um well, Marcus said that John was gonna be held in reserve just in case. Um if there are other people around, they might mistake John for, you know, kind of like a more creepy alien rather than a nice and ugly one. I mean, sometimes it takes a minute to get used to John.
3: Kara turns around and looks back at Setsa covered in battle armor. Right. We don't want to appear threatening now, do
4: we?
0: I got a smiley face on this. He points to the chest plate.
4: Oh, I thought, okay, yeah, let's go.
0: With that, the um, the transporter officer uh, goes ahead and gives you all a thumbs up before you beam down towards the planet. <laughs>
7: yeah,
0: so you find yourselves in a really kind of like... Well, you're kind of expecting something that looked more like, say, an old-style Earth Missile Bunker, but, I mean, it's pretty ornate considering. I mean, there's some pretty, uh, pretty spectacular stone pillars with uh, all sorts of decorations, so it appears that even though this is a slightly underfunded research project, that they do still put the effort into interior decor design and just making sure that the space is robust as possible. Floors themselves are a mixture of, well, some metal plating, but you've also got a little bit of stonework, kind of running through the uh, center of the uh, pathway. Kind of just there, the most they could do while trying to be as economical as possible. Around you, though, you kind of hear in the distance some clank clanking, but nothing sort of is immediately impending. The beam in sight was a little bit out of the way in sort of a storage facility that doesn't appear to have had much robotic traffic recently.
6: Kara takes up a position behind one of the pillars, watching the door. Are there any... Are there any... Uh... Loose objects around that
4: are like that that anyone could like pick up
0: inside engineering
4: so he's getting that Eli's giving orders to uh secure the transporter site and if we if Bryce brought him um let's just uh put up some transporter uh enhancers just in case pattern enhancers
0: that's what I was thinking of uh Rick, you and Bryce will go ahead and set up those pattern enhancers. So, Rick, uh, control engineering role.
5: Alrighty.
1: Yeah, Grimdor and Chara got to, to secure the transport site.
3: Well, I mean, Tara's doing that too. So, she's keeping an eye on the door to make sure nothing comes in. Or if it does, it's going to get shot immediately.
2: Yeah,
0: so, like, you can basically do the standard, like, point shoot, or point gun at place, wait for thing to potentially jump out. Um, do you do anything like a scan, set up, you know, turrets slash drones, because those are engineering things slash mm-hmm. tactically things?
1: Jorog has drones, he has lots of toys.
0: So... so do you I... want to try to deploy the toys? Yes. Okay. So All for right. that, that'll be a security uh, control.
5: Okay, after setting up the uh, pattern enhancers, Rick T will start uh, scanning for any, um like, power source.
0: Uh, Alright, so that will be a insight uh, engineering. Um, Bryce has also helped you as well. So you, uh, you have been able to set up very effective pattern enhancers. That should also have a pretty wide range as well. So there shouldn't be any issue with trying to arrange a transport out of this facility.
5: Alright. Alright.
1: Uh, opens one of the Secure cases he brought with him, and and successfully deploys two security drones. Oh,
0: so that will be yeah. Your uh, did you roll for that one yet? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you've deployed your two little security drones. Are you going to have them launch your sort of like the beam-in point to defend the pattern enhancers? Or are you going to have them follow? You?
1: One's going to stay. Be- one's going to stay behind to guard the beam side. The other going to follow as a
7: point defense.
0: All right. And then, uh, Rick, was that one success you were looking yeah. for? Um...
5: One success for
0: the scan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, between the maps um, you have from the. Um, yeah, between the maps that you've got from the. Um, uh, from Dr. Tamar and orbital scans, and what well, you've just been able to uh, pinpoint, you basically've you confirmed, well, the computer core that is your target is active in a particular direction away from you. So you basically have confirmed what you guys have already sort of got for intel uh, coming in here.
5: Okay, haven't been able to identify any individual units, but uh, the computer core is chewing up enough power so we can definitely, definitely know that it's that direction. Any points?
3: Kara goes over and checks if the door is locked.
0: The door is not locked. However, um... Dr. Jabari wasn't kidding about these door handles being a little bit complicated. There's like a rotating bit, and then there's like a latching bit, and then there's like a switch bit. So you could, well, the door is probably not locked. It's just figuring out how to open the door. That's going to be another thing.
3: Well, since nobody's shooting us right now, she motions the doctor to open the door and watches carefully what he's doing.
0: So the doctor rotates the bed while holding the uh, latch just so with the flippy switch in the upright position, and that seems to do it. With the latch itself not actually opening the door, it's the rotating bit that opens the door. Right on. Kara pokes her
3: head out in the hallway and sweeps her rifle back and forth.
0: You you hear a little bit more clanging. It's definitely a bit more audible now, Um, but it's still a little bit distant. So not this hallway, but probably an adjoining hallway has robots.
3: Also, uh, what did DB find when he did his search?
0: DB found a somewhat, dis- uh, a uh, basically a box of standard tools—so wrenches or their equivalent of wrenches, screwdrivers, stuff like that. And spectacular, just a workman's box of tools.
6: Kara looks back at the tools. Hey, that's fucking car. I, I don't know what that is. Daniel says as he takes whatever ones don't look, uh, as he takes whatever tools look like. Uh, would he basically he looks for tools that are like, like, like their version of a screwdriver. If it's, if it's like, looks like our version of a screwdriver wouldn't work with, uh, with the screws that their screwdriver is meant for, he takes them so he has compatible tools. Cool. all right
3: gestures to the tools.
6: See that bronze goldish
3: metal? That's carrite. It doesn't spark, so it's good in a lot of engineering situations. It's heavier than steel, but not quite as hard.
5: Rick Tear will uh, just take a couple of samples of other ones just to supplement his own, because uh, it's better to have you know dedicated tools with the right stuff instead of trying to make ones fit if they're not meant to. Rightio. So you've got
0: those tools and you've got a hallway. You've got a left and a right. Left would be a more direct way to the power source. But on the right, um, you might be able to loop around. So it might be a less or a more stealthy way to go, albeit longer.
3: Well, Clara clearly
4: votes for the left.
0: Eli is in command of the away team.
4: That's why she hasn't run yet. I'm trusting Car's judgment. For now.
0: Setsa starts waddling towards the left.
2: <laughs> All right, Chorog, Grimnir, you ready to bust some heads? Grimnir's got his sword and board in hand and says, Always.
3: Cool, because we're taking the direct path. And she starts going down the left hallway.
1: Chorog pulls his new disruptor pistol, charges it, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to
6: kick some ass. Let's do this. Before we go... Oh, sorry.
0: All right, so- Oh, they're going. And
6: Daniel kind of uh, jogs after them. Before we go in guns blazing, can I try something?
3: What do you want to try?
6: Well, with my visor down, you can't see my face. So I was thinking, what if I try and pull, What if I try and sell myself to them as a maintenance droid that's here for a routine maintenance check? If we come up, uh, come across any of them. This is unlikely to work, but will cause a lot of chaos whether it does or doesn't.
4: I'm all for it.
5: Hmm. Uh,
4: it's uh, very risky and you
2: might get hurt.
5: Tier will use his isolated data pad to try and scan for any wireless data signals in the area.
1: Sure, I can also, I can also send in my little drone buddy here to start, scout the area to see if anybody's coming.
2: So the obvious question is how recognizable is this to Grimnir?
0: I mean, you basically notice that the intricate carvings for, like, the pillars and stuff, they absolutely look d- uh, Dwemer.
3: I mean, there's pipes everywhere, there's those fucking light bulbs
2: they always have.
0: So it's... <laughs> so it's, it's it's a Dwemer ruin. It looks like a like a Cold War era Dwemer ruin.
2: Okay, so it is slightly different. Like, it is more, yeah. slightly more modernized.
0: Yeah, you can basically tell that, you know, it makes sense that these people um built a warp capable ship. This mm-hmm. did, like there are a few display screens for example, they're not on right now, but there is advanced technology here. It's just there's also a little bit of that style that uh Grimnir would recognize.
2: Okay. He's looking for the uh the uh the the, the openings that the 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 Dwemer automatons, the the spiders come out of. And the spheres?
0: Uh, they are fortunately not those. Okay.
2: Not yet. Grimner has a slight look of relief on his face. But only slight. So,
0: alright. So, a bunch of plans were proposed. So, um... Uh, Rick, you are just going to see if you can access any wireless systems. I will just say, for the sake of expedience, you got them, but they're just completely haywire right now. Like, it's just complete, like... Digital garbage being spewed out um, on the wireless local wireless
5: network. Okay, well, uh, it's there is a wireless network that they could be communicating on, but it just seems sort of like overloaded with with a, with um, as a mess. So it doesn't seem like they're actually going to be able to communicate. So maybe your plan could work. Bryce,
3: you know, tilts his head and looks over. Just because you don't think it's communication doesn't mean they're not using it for that. Be careful.
6: Could we set up some kind of proximity uh, wireless connection where, if we get close enough, I can talk through the the mic in my suit, make them think well, I'm just kind of broadcasting through the the connection? I could try to
1: set up something like that, but I I don't want to set off any alarms.
6: Well, given what
3: Rick here uh, just said about the network, Bryce says. It's unlikely that you know the communications protocol they're using,
1: if they're using one. Yeah, there's no guarantee I can make any kind of sense of whatever they're using.
0: So, you guys have the other two plans. So, um, Charrock can send his recon drone ahead, or you can try to pass uh, Daniel off as a uh, robot. I will say that if you have a small flying drone move through the facility, That would, they will not, the robots are not likely to pass that up. They'll probably view that as a security intrusion from an unknown UAV. As a robot, though, you do have a little bit more of a shot with Daniel, but they're mutually exclusive paths. If you try to use one, you'll basically alert the other if it fails.
3: I mean, we're practically lower decks anyway, so I vote for sending Daniel out in spacesuit.
6: What if you have the drone perch on my head to make me look like more of a robot? You can try that. Drone shoulder cannon.
0: Okay. So basically, that would allow Chorog to assist in Daniel um trying to pass off as a uh robot.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm pretty sure I can take and rig my little drone here to either perch on your shoulder or perch on top of your helmet. I'll give you that'll give you more look like a drone. And the, and my little buddy here's arm just in case you run into
6: problems. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming together. Let's get stupid.
0: Kara just claps her hands.
1: I love this plan. I'm excited to be part of it. Alright, let me see her helmet so I can make the modifications.
0: Alright, so that's going to be an engineering control uh, roll for for Khorog for the modifications.
6: Daniel will assist, and he does have a focus in integrating technology.
0: Alright, so you get to roll one dice. And that will also be the same role. So your tar- your hmm. target range is gonna be or your target range is gonna be what it is, and then your critical range is gonna be amplified by your um relevance uh attribute.
6: Okay, so what sorry, what was the attribute in discipline?
0: Uh that was an engineering uh insight role. Use successes for Chorog. <laughs> And uh, Let's see, Uh, let me see
3: Uh, uh, Two successes for DB
0: Two successes for DB, you have really attached that drone well and you've connected it to um, DB or Daniel um, You've connected it to his suit system. So the drone is directly relaying its sensor information into db and you have thus vastly improved his own suits recon capabilities with the drone
1: i've also taken and wired in your helmets mic microphone and comm system to the drone so you will be speaking through the drone's vocoder nice nice
7: um, all right and it, so and,
1: and it is armed with a small pulse disruptor cannon it's and i've i've, I've uh wired it into your glove all i gotta do is Arc your finger just a
6: little bit, and that'll trigger it. That sounds oh. a little dangerous. Just be careful with it. I mean, I'm Arc. gonna need to use my fingers.
0: All right. I, have a, I can fix it. So, that. on the left path, there's now a robot because you guys have taken a while on this. There's a robot coming down the left now. Like you can, like you see the sort of the glow against the the wall. It's just about to turn the corner. No Grimnir
2: Grimner positions himself around the corner so that when the robot comes around the corner, Grimnir can surprise attack it.
0: But are you going to let uh, uh, Daniel try to um, basically use subterfuge first?
2: Yeah, hold on, hold on, Grimnir.
1: Don't, don't attack it. Let's give Daniel a field test. Daniel, you're up.
2: Fool that Grimnir Grimner doesn't say anything. He just kind of idly, casually steps around the corner and just kind of stands there, sword at the ready. All right, Daniel, yeah. you're up.
6: Daniel yep. gives a thumbs up, and Daniel gives a thumbs up and tries to tries to get into the mindset of a robot.
1: Meanwhile, Chorog ducks behind a crate and pulls his disruptor pistol out just in case.
5: Rick T. follows right. a little bit so, of that as well.
0: Daniel, uh, for trying to get in the mindset of a robot, I'm going to have you do a presence. Um, uh, let's see. Let's have you do a presence command roll, and I'll spend four threats.
6: <laughs> ah, two dump stats combined. Excellent. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: <laughs> no success is one complication. So you basically you are at nineteen fifties beat boop robot era. I'm wearing a box with tinfoil on. That is your level of acting here,
6: Daniel. This Daniel decides to begin approaching the. Uh, Decides uh, to begin approaching the also approaching robot with very stiff looking limbs
0: So the robot itself is quite a bit more fluid coming around the corner. It's a it's not like the lower half is has four um, Insectoid type legs with this brushed carite sort of bronzy Metallic finish with a little bit of black uh, mixed in there as well The upper body though is quite a bit more humanoid with some large pauldrons, but sort of spindly not too imposing looking um, uh, metal arms, and then a slightly ornate head with a large glowing blue light at its center. It comes around the corner and just sort of looks slightly down, it's just a little bit taller than uh, Daniel is, so it just sort of looks down at him. So at this point you need to roll another command presence, and I will also spend 4th breath.
6: Uh, Any chance that a focus in robotics could help?
0: Yes, that would help.
6: Sorry, I didn't. I, so. I don't think to try and apply that for the first roll.
0: It wouldn't have helped, but it might for the second roll.
6: Okay, and that and that increases that having a, a, a focus apply that just increases the critical range by what again? I'm sorry.
0: Uh, it turns be... it into the same thing as your skill. Yeah, your discipline or your your um your discipline. So if your command is a one or two, your or if your command is say two, your critical range is two. So I don't think you've got a five in that.
6: Yeah, no, I have a one in command, so... It no, doesn't it doesn't
0: actually way.
3: help. Yeah. Okay. yeah, having the focus yeah. doesn't even help.
6: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm still not... Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to really apply focus as much, so I'm still not used to those rules.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, so the uh, robot comes around the corner, looks down, and just sort of is spending a, a, a moment processing what is before it, this strange... Slightly robotic entity, but despite the modifications to the suit, despite you know the the brilliant effort put in earlier just to you know attach the drone to the robot, does flash red. guy Uh, Daniel. And it uh, says.
6: Oh, sorry.
0: And it says, "Please." Uh, <laughs> it says, "Please present credentials." Grimnir shouts, uh, I've got him
2: right here
0: and it flashes with his sword. Alright, you've got a fitness <laughs> you've got a fitness security role.
6: Yeah, I thought I it's daring security
0: to attack them. like that.
6: I was gonna oh. try and convince them.
0: Well, I'm I'm looking at this as basically he's just got to power through and try to dismember a robotic creature by force with a sword. So in my mind he I mean it's he, Grimnir, it's probably gonna happen.
2: Okay, let's put this way.
0: Um, (laughs) uh, You can do like slash D twenty, then you can sort of bring in like at the very least, just roll your target, and then we can just work out everything else. Also, slash. Uh,
2: So you said it'd be what would you say again? Fitness security. Security,
0: unless
2: you. Both of those would be pretty high for Grimner because remember we still haven't come up with an actual character sheet for him.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, your target range is 16, focus applies, so, actually, yeah, so let's go with a, um, a, uh, target range of 16, uh, crit range of 5.
3: Oh my god. Uh
0: Uh-oh. You are very good- oh, oh no. No. Uh No. Uh Uh-oh. Skill- (laughs) (laughs) no
3: skill does not beat dice.
0: No success, one complication, so, um, what? you slip on a puddle of oil, um, that's le- that's sort of like leaking there, and just sail f- straight on past the robot, and then just cr- crash into the opposite wall.
3: Somehow, despite all of this, Kara is managing not to laugh.
4: Eli's gonna poke out from the corner and do a shoot with his new rifle. If I can find my fucking sheet, okay, here we go.
6: If if the robot turns to look at the. Uh, if the robot turns to look at uh, at Grimnir sliding past, uh, Daniel would also like to shout. Would also like to shout "intruder" in his best impression of a robot, before trying to act, maybe trying to access like some kind of panel on the on the robot while it's looking
0: away. Well, as it turns around, <laughs> um, that panel just gets shot out by Eli, and the robot falls dead. Oh, that was easy.
6: Car- <laughs> Car I found her. it's off switch.
0: Car steps around the corner.
6: Uh, you
3: alright there, big guy?
2: Grimner gets up. I- I- I'm already imagining it. It's like, provide your credentials. And Grimner says, I've got it right here. Oh, shit! <laughs> he gets up, brushes himself off. I see my distraction worked. Excellent. Good for following the plan.
4: Glad you helped set it up, bud. That's I a mean, that was a great
3: distraction. I I really can't argue the point. That robot was truly
1: terrified.
0: That's waddles over and gives uh, Grimnir a high five.
2: Yeah! He high fives are really hard, overcompensating. Her hand probably stings. <laughs> oh
0: no, she just topples backwards <laughs> like a turtle.
3: So, uh, Daniel, you want to keep trying that shtick,
0: or should we... Uh... I mean, hey, it almost worked. Doctor says, "I do not believe it would be wise at this point. There is likely a security alert."
3: Cool. So let's just run and gun. And Kara starts dashing down the hallway.
0: Okay. your Grins chasing down, sword and board ready. <laughs> All right, you're dashing down the hallway. So, um, let's go with an inside security.
4: Eli is being much more slow, methodical, tactical about it.
6: Daniel uh tries to, uh. Actually, Daniel has no idea where the central processor on the robot is, so he does not try to take the head like I was going to. Kara gets oh.
3: two successes. Chara gets a success. Uh, grumpy old Nord gets two successes, which is Grimnir. Sorry.
6: Oh. oh, sorry. Where? Sorry, I was I was kind Who's of that I thought some only one person was rolling for something? Nope, the whole
4: group. I thought this was because they were running ahead. Eli is is not running. Well, okay. Eli also got two successes for.
0: Well, this yeah. is like for shooting. Group. The, oh, yeah. right,
3: sorry, uh, okay, it's got a, that, never mind.
0: Okay, okay. So, so it's yeah. inside Chark
4: security? Chark.
0: Inside Chark. security, but yours is a slightly different context, let's say. If you're sneaking, you're not quite looking out for the same thing as the people who are further ahead.
4: Alright, well, dump stat time, let's go.
0: Chorok lands
1: a lucky shot with one of his EMP grenades and knocks out four robots in one shot.
0: No, like, okay, you guys haven't found any more robots yet you're getting ahead of you're you're getting ahead of yourself there. So, yeah, you just got one success on the insight. Uh yeah, you try the d20, the slash d20. Sometimes I've noticed the e slash r functions being getting a bunch of errors recently or just mel bots getting a little wonky. So, okay. Oh, three successes. So, for DB and then Rick's got two uh and then uh Nick got one. Okay. So, for the people running ahead, you definitely know, like you definitely pick up on the fact that there's another robot uh, upcoming, and it sounds heavy. Or Grimner says, sne- "Is it Centurion time?"
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me try one of my grenades. See if I can knock it out. I thought it was pronounced Centurion.
0: Um, yeah. Tomato, one, tomato. One thing for Nick, though, um, you like you you look down and like a side passage. and You see that there's another robot that's been destroyed. Fascinating. Uh, since he's behind and everyone else is going forward,
4: I think Sessa's uh, think... with me.
0: Yeah, Sessa's going to be with you. So, do you want to explore the side passage? Sessa, check this out. So he looks over and says, "Yeah, I don't think we did that." Exactly. Go poke.
4: Yeah, you're uh, you're with me for obvious reasons.
0: Hey, hey, cyber turtle away! And she just starts like lumbering forward in her armor.
4: Also, have you noticed, when I shot this, the projectile was really weird.
0: I mean, yeah, it's different. I mean, it's not a standard uh, Starfleet rifle, so.
4: No, that's, hold on a second. He, he uh, tries to find it on the rifle. He shows her a delta.
0: Mmm, okie dokie.
4: I don't get it. I've never seen a schematic of this thing in my life.
0: Well, I mean, I've had a basic course in firearms, so I'm probably not the one to ask about this. Fair point. Okay. Go find more robots?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yay. And Setsa leads uh, leads the way down the other hallway. Where the others are, um, yeah, you've got a big robot ahead. So, Chorog, you want to throw your boomy sticks?
1: Yeah, I want to throw one of my boom
7: sticks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so for you, uh, you can try... Uh, being a little bit more sneaky about it, like throwing it like around the corner in sort of like a, almost not quite a trick shot, but using a little bit more finesse to not expose yourself or you can basically just stand in the hallway and just lunge it so either um daring security throw or fitness security
1: okay. uh, I'll, I'll try lobbing it around a corner because i I do have a um small arms focus and I think i will uh, work for a grenade.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Like, just that little precision combat. So yeah, the focus, I would say, would apply.
1: Okay, so daring security. uh, How would I do
0: this? Yeah, you don't necessarily need to worry about typing in the crit, because we can just read that off. Okay. One success. So you're able to lob it, and you hear it go off, and you still hear the thumping coming towards you. Well, it's worth a shot. Maybe we ought to just
6: hardway this thing. Uh... Are we we like around the corner from it?
0: Yeah, so you're kind of just around the corner from it. So you kind of, from the schematics um, that Tamarin has uh, provided you, you, there's kind of like a larger room up ahead. Kind of like a a sort of a larger chamber that leads into a bunch of different smaller research offices. But the chamber itself is large and is apparently large enough for a um, larger type of robot to be um, in there and operational. So, yeah, you've all caught up now, with the exception of the people who went to the that area.
6: Daniel peeks around the corner to get a good look at this thing.
0: So, the thing itself is like the last one, but larger and more robust. It looks a quite a little bit more spikier. It's got six legs versus the last ones, too. And it's got a, uh, two eyes. And, yeah, just quite a bit more going on with this one. Tubules, um, things coming out of the back spots actually, let me roll for this one.
1: Is there any way we can we can try to scan this thing to find a weakness?
0: Um, it's already it basically is already saying uh intruders detected, opening fire, and it just starts blasting like everywhere in front of it, like creating a bit of a smoke screen, so this thing can't see anything right now. But it is firing uh some notable um uh let's say uh, some notable low-yield, but still dangerous particle weapons.
1: Uh, we're going to need a distraction here. I'll s- I can send in my drone to try to distract it.
3: At the word distraction, Kara just looks at Grimnir.
2: What? That was part of the plan. I didn't plan for this. Well, I did, but not with a distraction. Give me a second.
6: Daniel unsheaths his crowbar and just and prepares to round the corner. <laughs>
3: Kara's just gonna go stand behind the smoke screen and wait for it to clear, aiming down at where she figures the robot's gonna be when it clears.
1: Chuck tucks his pistol back in his belt and pulls out his rifle. This is gonna require a heavier shot.
2: Grimner takes a deep breath and goes running toward it, shouting "Wodnacest!" and does the uh, whirlwind sprint shout right under it.
0: So with that, Grimnir, you are now kind of underneath this uh, this robot. It's about a tw- uh, twice your height in total, so you're basically at its crotch.
2: I'm going to uh, swipe at the joint of one of its legs and its crotch.
0: All right. So that is going to be a daring uh, security roll. So that would be for Grimnir. Let's just say if Grimnir is going to be stabbing, stabbing, it's sixteen five. This is what he do. <laughs>
1: What would I need to roll to try and get to get Trog a, get a successful headshot with his uh, rifle?
0: That's going to be control security once the smoke clears, I and mean, it hasn't quite yet. It's starting to, especially with the whirlwind um, dash. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: Tonight he, he is for- the night of
3: twenties. <laughs> he for, he forgot the uh, uh, the focus, so that would actually be two successes, one complication.
0: Oh, two successes. <laughs> you basically, like, you just sort of, like, stab into—you try to cleave your way into the, um, through the leg, but you kind of hit the torso. Basically, you get the—your ro- sword stuck in the robot's crotch. Hey, give me that back! That's mine, dammit! It's walking <laughs> forward. He doesn't notice you. It's still just, like, spraying out, um, sort of low-yield, kind of Enterprise-era, um, plasma bolts. And so it, as all this is happening, the smoke is cleared, so people who want to take a shot can now take shots.
3: Daring security? or
0: yeah. uh, Control security for ranged weapons. Unless you want to do a trick shot, which would be Daring. Two successes from Chorok.
1: Chorok lines up the sight of his uh, sniper <laughs> rifle and drills it right in the head.
3: He also gets that. two successes because she's augmented on control.
0: Hey, yeah, uh, So... Well, between you two, you do like, you you head it in a couple, like, you know, dead center of the chest and also the head almost simultaneously. The thing rears back, but it's not out yet.
6: While it's staggered, Daniel charges in with the crowbar and tries to jam it into into any panel he can reach with it to pry it open.
0: All right. Fitness, security, and complication range of 18.
1: Let's see if we can try to get this thing on its back. If it's on its back, it can't
6: move forward. Would a focus apply at all with the robotics and such?
0: Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, what was your attribute for um, uh, security?
6: Security is two, so one of them is a crit.
0: So you, three crits. So you basically you leverage this thing. Where were you trying to strike? He's trying uh, to open I'm a trying
6: panel. Pry
0: open some important-looking panel that I can
6: reach.
7: So
0: you manage, you manage to like, you know, you kind of stagger and sort of stumble your way underneath the robot um, and onto its backside. And you sort of, in one fluid gesture, pop open the panel for its power uh, system. Daniel, Glowing, crystal-like objects.
6: Daniel begins tinkering.
0: Um, in context, well, tinker, you've got this, basically this holder and this crystal thing.
3: Aggressive tinkering with crowbar.
2: Take okay, out more. the crystal. Oh. Grimner says that if he sees what's going on.
0: Uh probably. Or you want to be able to actually see what the, the hatch is on the back and you're sort of like trying to work at the front.
2: Yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute, Grimner probably oh. can't see what's going on.
0: Right. Okay, it's so, an educated
2: guess. Take stick your,
0: your hand
2: stick your head in there
6: and assert yourself. Okay. Right. Uh in that case, uh Daniel takes one of takes one of the uh, takes one of the his new tools, and just instead of just ripping the crystal out, tries to like actually detach it properly.
0: You notice there's like five screw, like screws holding this thing in. <laughs>
6: just Rip it out.
0: Are any of them?
6: Uh, are any of the tools I grabbed power drills? No. Or, or power screwdrivers?
0: You no. Know, you've just got like standard, you know, like Ace Hardware. Or actually, well, like Walmart brand, um, just solid tools.
2: Okay. Well, you have a wooden sword that does like what one and a half billion damage. You've also <laughs> got a crowbar. Bar? He's applying science.
0: Okay. So <laughs> do you do you want to try following the instruction manual on this? I
3: was about to say, science time is over. Violence time is
1: now. <laughs> I just drag your crowbar in there and wiggle it around. It'll short something out.
2: Violence is applied science. Think of it that way.
0: Okay. So, do you know Daniel. what?
6: I think you know what? I think I do want to try and actually just properly remove this thing.
0: Okay, so you're going to be 3 turns doing this.
6: <laughs> Wait, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've set this up to be a major operation to try doing this the serious way. Okay, never mind then. Uh
3: that's why he was saying it was held in there with screws and you don't have any power tools. And
6: Okay. I mean, could I... does it At a glance, does it look like I could just, like, undo one or two screws and then yank it out to
0: make it easier? I mean, this thing is moving forward and firing particle cannons. Daniel is a scientist and probably isn't as battle-hardened to basically halt, like, to walk behind a... or uh, basically latch onto a walking tank... Very carefully remove some screwdriver, some tiny screws.
6: Okay, fine, fine, Daniel. Okay, sorry. Uh, um, one must always at least entertain the idea of shenanigans, but uh, but yeah, Daniel just kind of tries to get a good grip on it and jolt it out of place, possibly we'll removing you're,
0: it. You you basically you just throw like you pull you put the end of the the curvy end of the crowbar in there and just try to yank it out. And for that, uh, fitness security complication seventeen, or complication range of seventeen.
6: I'm assuming the focus still applies.
0: Yes, in the robotics, that would apply. <laughs> All right, so uh, you got one success. You sort of like you gen, you yank it, sort of comes loose. The robot sort of droops for a moment, but then a backup kicks in. You got like a backup like power battery, not enough to like keep it running long term, but the thing is. Basically, moving forward with less power. It's like turned off the particle cannon, um, the, the, the particle cannon's barrage and just basically sweeps in front of it. So, <laughs> oh, Grimnir, um, this thing is now sort of like starting to attack the front of, in front of it, just kind of wildly like flailing its arms. Uh, so you have an opportunity here to pull out your sword.
5: Uh, um, Rick will try ah. and, um, before that, try and uh, just try and do a quick scan, see if there's a way he can like, impact or hinder the senses of the robot. Alright, so
0: that will be an insight engineering
5: role. Oh, yeah.
0: Three six, eight. Yeah, That's so you basically, a success. <laughs> yeah, so you work out a principle for how to basically spoof its sensors, but it's probably not going to do a whole lot of good now because it's just furiously attacking wildly in front of it. So it won't help with this bot, but it might help you with upcoming bots. Okay. Grimnir, third time. Fitness. Charity.
2: Ah, two successes about goddamn time. Well, actually, wouldn't it be three successes with the focus?
0: Uh, no, not unless
3: you have a nine skill. <laughs>
0: Ah. (laughs) Yeah, we can't quite ring that. Um, Yeah, two successes. That's enough to pull out your sword and get in a good swing. So I will let you do a daring security roll. You've got your sword free, and you can basically just bring it back down. So a daring security roll. That's a good roll. So three successes. Uh, You basically um, swing and lop off the thing's head and arm. And it just sort of starts falling down.
2: Grimnir rides it down like I haven't done this in years,
0: <laughs> uh Daniel, you're kind of yanked along by the crowbar as it sort of falls forward.
6: Does this sudden jolt uh cause the the crystal to be pried the rest of the way out? Sure,
0: you got a crystal now Ooh, do, do, do. <laughs> you've got and one root falls
6: to the floor with the clis- uh, with the uh the crystal
2: clattering to the floor next to him one empty petty soul gem added to your inventory.
3: <laughs> Kara watches from her position where she was lining up another shot and just goes,
0: "Ah, fun times." So uh, with that robot falling, um uh, Eli and Setsa hear the sort of the commotion and Setsa just says, mm, "They're probably having fun." <laughs> Tons this is just fun. Is,
3: this is followed very immediately afterwards by the sound of Kara's echoing, "Woo!" down the hallway
0: um so uh nick you've got a um let's go with an insight engineering role
4: oh no is what i would be saying if i didn't have something for this
0: it's time to (laughs) use my
4: talent i'm a doctor not an engineer that's let me use medicine instead of engineering
0: Uh, yeah
4: so you said insight yeah and what am i looking for here just want to see if a focus applies
0: uh, you're basically surveying the situation in front of you. You're walking down a dusty hallway, and you're seeing for any points of engineer or interest with the structure itself. Like, are Love there you. any additional paths, or... I have seen no
4: anthropology Does that help? Mm-hmm. I know, that's pushing it. I'm
0: thinking here. No, I'd say that wouldn't help here. You're not trying to sort of work through an alien layout. It might, but I think in this particular case, it wouldn't.
4: Again, I feel like I was stretching it anyway, but let's go.
0: Uh, one success. All right. So as you sort of,
4: I mean, does she get assist?
0: She's with me. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna have her fail at something though. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so basically, you be, you said, yeah. There's some damage, like there's some damage ahead. So it looks like you know something got blasted out, but there's a engineering hatch that leads down. That's open you notice this
4: we're gonna have to climb down aren't
0: we yeah i think so
4: all right let's let's get this over with
0: me first or you first
4: um you first because if you fall while i'm still going down that's not gonna be good for either of us
0: okie dokie so Setsa begins climbing down the ladder and you hear a metal twang okay yeah see this and it says, uh-oh, uh-oh, no, 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 bad ladder. And you just see you see the ladder just sort of tilt back. I called and then, it. And then there's just a heavy clunk, and it just calls out, I'm okay, I broke my fall.
4: I could hear that from here, yeah.
0: So, the ladder's busted. Um, I could try holding it, though. I,
4: I, I'll just, I'll just, like, try to shimmy my way down.
0: Okay. I'm gonna lay down, lay here for a sec.
4: You might want to move slightly out of the way in case I fall. I don't need you to break mine.
0: Oh, well, I fell back, like, the ladder tilted back, so I'm a little bit away from the hole.
4: Well, let's hope that I don't rebound off it in a weird way and end up landing on you anyway.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'm probably softer than the floor, but go for it.
4: Alright, uh, go. it's going
0: down time. Going down it's Going down
4: outside. the hole. What, no, god, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay so uh this is just going to be fitness security
4: fitness security 12 oh boy the
0: success is you basically hardcore down
4: yeah you just i'm, I'm, I'm assassin secreting it
0: yeah so you kind of like just like kick off a wall and just sort of you know slow your fall a little bit um grab on to a little bit of a handhold and yeah you're down <laughs> excuse me i managed to go down that's uh standing out like slowly getting to her feet in her armor. It's like, yay! Um so keep going? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably be smart too. So as they can they keep going, there's another two robots that have been blasted.
4: Well, I wasn't expecting this. Uh Setsa will scan.
0: As she does so, she falls down another hole.
4: <laughs> you okay again?
0: Uh, she, she says, there's water down here.
4: Is it, is it clean water?
0: I hope so. I can't really see.
4: Can, can you smell it?
0: It, it just smells rusty. I'll, I'll keep going here. You keep going up ahead. We'll hopefully meet up soon. Uh, all, all right. If, if it looks like I'm stuck, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just beam. Just beam. wet."
4: be if on. there's no
2: interference, but yeah,
0: they've got the Waitley. pattern enhancer, so beaming isn't the problem here.
2: Waitley, back on the reliant, mentally keeping tabs on everything going on, just thinks to himself, "It's a good thing she's not wearing a skirt this time."
0: <laughs> she has got the power armor, so don't, don't. <laughs> so if the such um, a thing
2: with power armor
3: with a skirt, it would be something Setsa would wear.
0: Next time. When she's got a little bit more time to prepare. So anyway, Eli is now going down the hallway by himself. There's another robot, and at this point, let's go ahead and cut back to the main group. So you've just defeated this large robot. Actually, oh, before we do this though, uh, do we want to take a five ten minute break? Yes. Okay. By the looks of it, Tamarin says the AI control center is just beyond this door. Let me uh, insert my credentials. So maybe it'll open. It's not opening.
1: I could try to hack it, I'm good at that.
0: Well, yeah, be my guest, but I don't think there's much power coming into this console.
6: Daniel picks up the crystal that he removed from the robot and asks, Would this be enough? Um, let me me see that thing.
0: You might be able to uh, wire it in, maybe?
6: We could just
3: have Bryce force it open. Bryce nods.
6: Daniel shrugs and turns back to the robot, seeing if he can do anything with it uh, with the
0: tools he has I mean you do also have heavy weaponry too to you know, shoot through the door mm.
5: so we can um, demolish the door, we can try and power through the console and open the door we can try and do a more mechanical unlock process um, and be able to try and do a more manual process Um so we definitely have the firepower to try. Uh, although, perhaps we should—we um, could see exactly try and scan this door to get a more detailed understanding of its operation.
1: Well, I can—I e- can either hack it or I can crack it. Your call. I vote for Grimnir and
0: Bryce on the uh, crowbar.
7: Grimnir
0: shrugs and says, "Sure, why not."
5: All right in the
0: absence of, in the absence of Eli, uh, Bryce is kind of err er, c- taking slight command of the way team and just sort of nods and says, "Right, well, try to force the door open at first, and if that doesn't work, we'll resort to other means." So he and Grim, uh, Grimnir will try to force it open. It's just going to be a uh, sixteen roll for Grimnir and for Bryce. Do you guys want the crowbar or are you just doing they no, They're the just the, metaphorically. Metaphorically. Okay. No, so three successes. So they're able to sort of force it open a bit. So they can kind of like just yank it open, but something's sort of like jamming it at this point, like a actual lock. So they can kind of like see inside the next room ahead a little bit. Like just basically you've got enough to be, you're, you can't walk through the gap, but you can kind of see through the gap.
7: I could
1: take a jab I could take a jab one of my demo charges in there and blow it all the way over.
3: I I think we should try to do something that leaves what's on the other side of the door intact. Kara Sai is looking at it. I was really hoping it would be open wide enough for at least one of us to get through.
1: Wait, maybe if, maybe if I take my drill and turn it sideways, I could pop it through there. It's worth a shot.
0: I mean, at this point, you can also see sort of like these steel beams that are probably part of the locking mechanism. That are just okay. sort of like there's a couple of them. Um,
3: oh, fuck that, um, I'll just shoot those.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you can just basically try to cut your way or um, phaser your way through those.
1: I got, a couple, I got some. I got some cutting torches too.
5: If you need them. All right, uh, Rick will uh, join in on that endeavor. All
0: right,
1: Chorag so hands. Rick here, one of his cutting tools.
0: So between Chorag, Kara, and uh, Rick, you guys are gonna roll uh, each roll. Um, engineering, um... Oh, I was
3: shooting, so I was doing security, but I've already tried three times with Jell, and she's not rolling anything for me.
0: Okay. Um, let me me give it a shot. The R is working right now.
1: What did I roll? Uh,
0: engineering control, or security control if you're trying to do the shooty-shooty. We. Okay, Kara gets a success. Three successes for Chorog, and for Rick, two successes. You are able to cut through those beams, and the doors slide the rest of the way open with Grimnir and Chora, our Grimnir and um, Price's physical effort, uh, physical efforts. So, the doors are open, and ahead of you you see a large computer control core with a very large robot standing in front of it.
2: just shoots the robot with the rifle immediately. <laughs> b- b- before she gets off a shot, Grimner says, "Hi, we're here to talk to you about your extended warranty."
1: Troug just takes two grenades and just it just shucks it right at it. <laughs> so, uh, okay,
7: okay,
3: security control, or am I not going to make the shot? I ask the DM.
0: Okay, hold on. I was uh, Nick was messaging me something. Okay, uh, repeat the question.
3: Uh, I was just going to shoot the thing. Do you want me to just go ahead and roll security? Yeah,
0: just basically make a roll for your various attacks.
1: So that would control security for me as well?
3: Yeah. Uh, One success for me, two for Chorog.
0: Alright, so you basically, uh, uh, through your various efforts, you blow off one of its major arms. So this is a large... It has a very large head uh, with a bunch of just random... Stuff. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's, like, sensor equipment or computational devices, point security measures, guns. It's just hard to tell. It has a very complex-looking sensor right at the front, and then basically sort of like a gorilla posture with two large arms and humanoid torso leading into a smaller set of legs. But still kind of spindling, rassile. Well,
1: I, I, yeah, well, I'm throwing GMP grenades, so this should, this should have at least stunned itself. So.
0: Okay, so uh, you EMP grenade or regular grenade?
1: EMP grenade. Since we're going up, we're going up robotics. EMP grenade should shut it off.
0: Okay, um, I'm going to stop you there. You do not want to throw EMP grenades next to the central computer core for the installation.
1: Okay, I just try to throw regular grenades then.
0: Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the computer core. Your primary objective is right there.
1: <laughs> okay, but so it does regular grenades. More... They're just they're just they're just rigged photon grenades.
0: Okay, so with between all the attacks you blow off its uh, right arm. The robot looks to the right arm, looks to the group and says in pretty a pretty calm voice and says, "Are you here to see to the uh, recovery of the launch vehicle?" Kara is caught off guard. What? Char- the launch?
1: Charog looks at Kara, Chuck Char- looks Char- looks at the robot. I think just talked perfect English. Yeah, uh, it's translated.
7: You
3: language.
0: already have its. You already have its language. Like the, you, you're conversing <coughs> with Tamara, so you already have the local language. So it's not perfect English.
4: Well, yeah, but it's not talking like the last robot either. Yeah. yeah so no. Question though, why is Trug speaking English? Isn't he <laughs> So
0: um So with that, we're gonna cut really quick over to uh, Eli. So Eli, you're walking down the hall, and um, there's you hear something ahead of you.
4: All right. Well, phaser up. I'm I'm going in all sneaky, beaky, like all tactical.
0: All right. So you're sneaky, deaky all tactical. Uh, Roll me a security control. One success. You are able to be somewhat sneaky, and you find ahead of you a skulking humanoid of some uh, some looming, shadowy description.
4: Keep your hands where you are.
0: The alien. uh, The uh, the figure turns and he's got glowing green eyes. He sparks, and the Romulan that you've encountered before when dealing with androids, Xaceous Havoc, kind of sparks and says, ah, hello there.
4: Oh, it's you. We have to stop meeting like this.
0: Um, quite. So, uh, um, you're you're probably here about the robots.
4: We're here about the robots. You're probably here about the robots, aren't you?
0: Yeah, um, things have gone a little sideways.
4: Uh, we could see that. Does this have anything to do with those other robots we found before, or is this well, independent? We're, of Well, we're,
0: our... we're, we're trying to get things under control. And then we switch back then to the big robot. The big robot's, um, <laughs> trying to trying to reattach its arm. It's not going in because the joint's been blown up.
3: Kara just kind of looks at him and says, we, We've covered the launch vehicle. It's It's safe. It's in space. But ah, it's
0: safe. Uh and uh, the pilot. Uh <laughs> she waves for
3: at least Tamron to poke his head out for a second.
0: Tamron pokes his head out nervously then sort of says, Um, I'm un I'm undamaged. And the robot says, oh, very good, very good. Uh when when override hit and uh it was sort of like an untranslated hiss, the robot says, and we were released from protocols. We evaluated launch was danger to humanoid. Not let launch happen. Injure to humanoid. Varn calls back, there's an element of risk in all scientific endeavors, and then the robot just repeats danger to humanoid.
3: Kara, meanwhile, just says, the road to hell is paved with good intentions.
0: We then cut back over to uh, Zasius and Eli. So, Zasius That's... says, uh, we were here to evaluate the situation and determine whether the local populace was under threat to the, um, the robots here and our infiltration measure and infiltration program, um, an issue.
4: Oh, so your, um, program did this
0: bit. I mean, it, it disabled the fail safe and, I mean, the robots just went into a loop. So, uh, I'm trying to make it to the primary computer core, but I appear to be a little bit lost.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'd say you're a little lost. Speaking of which, um, is there a way um, down or to get up from being down because a uh, friend fell through a hole?
0: Um, we can try to recover her. I think there might be an access shaft. How oh. do you
4: know it's a her? He narrows his eyes.
0: That was me misspeaking. Uh, let's just say he said them.
4: Okay.
3: There's a preep from uh, O'Connor's comm badge. O'Connor here. This is Kara. We've got a um, a very big fella back here.
4: Ah, interesting. I have a fella with pointy ears here. I see? Question mark? You remember our friend from before on that planet uh, with the traitors? Oh, him
0: because just sort of like cr- trying to creep out of view from eli <laughs>
4: he's he's like trying to awkwardly back up from it I, 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 he just walks after him I, where are you going this is you're going the wrong way
3: all right all right uh, right so we s- sort of have the computer core secure over there
0: okay and, and, and you're at the computer car
3: yeah, and, like, there's a big guy here, and he's just talking to us.
0: Um, well, that's fortuitous. Yeah, because he's, he's really big. Um, yeah, that, that might be the primary guardian of the computer core. It's more of, like, a librarian figure.
3: You can say that, but this librarian is packing. Anyway, Uh, like, if you guys could, I don't know, tell us what to do or get over here or something, because, like, I'm... I'm out of my element here.
0: That's a Setsa calls from like you hear from like a vent like a sort of like a grill on the floor and she just calls up. We can beam. Our transports are perfectly functional here.
4: Yeah, okay. Um Connor to the transport room, please regroup us. Me, Setsa, and uh, lock onto the Romulan signal near me.
0: Uh, um, the transport chief says, understood. Let me get over right now, sir. Still waiting. So, with that, the um, the you, you're beamed over to the transporter room. Um, Setsa, meanwhile, is well. For one, she's kind of you know soaking wet. For the other part, she's got this like large fish that's trying to like like that's just sort of like attached to her arm, sort of like biting it, kind of like the Klingon um ice fishing event.
4: Kara,
3: meanwhile is just kind of
0: fidgeting awkwardly, being neither
3: an engineer nor in a position where she should be shooting.
1: Trog has managed to find a crate he upright found a crate a upright and just sits down completely out of his zone and just not even sure what to do now.
0: Okay. So um D B meanwhile has been trying to figure or trying to reattach the librarian's arm and he does uh, so using parts from the other um, Android. It's uh, not a great fix, but at the same he's he's got an arm.
5: Uh Rick will yes, be.
6: this. All this confusion. Just a big misunderstanding.
5: Alright, so Rick? Uh, Rick would just be assisting, but since the rolls are done and all good, we don't need to... You can make it better. Like, he, he's just sort of
0: got it, like, it's on, but not great. Okay. Now you've got it perfect. So, what is new? Maybe a little bit better, because you're using Starfleet, um, uh, tools and um, know-how. So, the librarian is back to functional, and he just sort of looks around and says, Um, danger to humanoids. Cannot let launch take place. Warren says, Yes, and that caused the evacuation, and we had to make a choice of, well, buy everything up and, you know, let the dream die, or take one shot, and it was worth it.
6: Yeah, and,
3: well, the launch kind of took place already anyway, so, uh,.
0: AC is just as awkwardly like, I, I think the computer core like needs a reset. Like, it, 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 it kind of has a virus in it.
4: Do you want to tell them why it has a virus in it?
0: We're investigating, and investigation went a little sideways. We don't interfere in these situations. We get to handle the situation first. It's just the robots here are quite a bit more sensitive and prone to lashing out and going haywire.
3: Kara walks over to Zasius. He gives him a dope slap upside the back of
4: his head.
0: <laughs> he, he just says,
4: Ow, ow, what? Eli whispers to Kara total himbo energy.
0: So um, Setsu, uh, meanwhile, is taking care of the fish that's attached uh, to her arm. She's she's having it beamed back to its home. Although she's trying to, like, geolocate like where the natural populations are, so she's taking a while on this one. Um, uh, Tamara in sort of rubs his chin says, well, if the computer core needs resets of sorts, I do believe the backups are, uh, they're probably over here. Yes. Um, he starts rifling through a desk and sort of like throws what looks like a bot, like a old box of donuts aside. And it's like, oh, hopefully this car, this drink, um, oh, uh, Yes, yes, this this backup copy has not been uh, damaged. The others um, lost designs.
2: He was using floppy disks as uh, uh, coasters, wasn't he? Quite possibly.
7: I it's mean... A...
3: <laughs> it's a five and a quarter. It's actually floppy.
0: Mm. So they've got some disks, and they've got the problem that the Conclave um, basically did a little oopsie and caused a the robots to basically get overly protective and realize that the operation they were part of um, was a risk to the life of the local Dwemer and decided to shut things down. <coughs> First law of robotics kicked in.
3: Okay, okay. so... Guess,
4: guess who's coming back to the ship for questioning?
3: You know, I was just going to say something like that.
0: Bryce sort of sidles over to Dacius. Uh, they see a size. Arn says, um, fortunately I believe the access point for this is quite a bit of ways up. Uh, like up that catwalk, and, or up that ladder across the catwalk, and then down, and you see way up high there, there's this this access point. Yeah, you have to put this in there, and then hit the buttons in the correct sequence. So, who would like to venture out and save this research project?
2: Huh? Um, me left- just beat you over there. Grimner looks up from what he's doing, which I'll get to uh, in a minute, and he says, "What? You ain't got a ring of tele or a ring of levitation?"
3: Carl also basically follows that up and looks at him and says, "And I you guess you've never heard of user, you know, operability?"
0: Um. Well, we, we assume scuttling robots would be able to take care of this, but in under present circumstances, they are um, indisposed. Grimner chuckles and goes back to what he's doing.
5: Uh, I suppose I would probably be most fit for this.
0: Alright, so if you take the disc from uh, Tamaran's hand, you can climb up the ladder and go across the catwalk. That would just be a a single fitness uh, security roll. Alright. 14. Two successes. You are able to nimbly climb over and yeah. This poses no trouble to Rick. Tamarin calls. You're doing great, lad. Definitely, definitely, definitely helping science here. And with that, you are now at the control panel. Uh, basically on a ladder high, very high up uh, in the control room. So you insert the disc and uh, Tamarin is giving, like, basically sort of giving you sort of a, uh, a PDF of the button sequence you need to reset the core.
5: Alright, uh, you know it's
0: a it's a, a half-stained user manual <laughs> but it has the correct sequence
5: all right c-
0: control engineering or um yeah let's just do control engineering all
5: righty then other two successes
0: two successes you're able to reboot the core um, it basically takes a little bit of a moment. There's a, like a clicking and whirring sound. It's very mechanical in its operation. So it starts like rotating around. Kind of looks almost a bit orrery-like, but it's a sort of built into a single column with some elements built, uh, into it. And the station just starts thrumming to life. The display screens light up and the sort of, the, the, like, there's a bunch of sort of, like, warning noises about robots being inoperable. Um, and then sort of the news comes on. <laughs> and the news broadcasts are just filled with headlines like Robot Uprising <laughs> Tomorrow and dead.
3: Kara takes a very deep breath and just kind of looks at Zashius for a moment.
0: And he's trying to remain as like nonchalant as possible right now. wait cool.
3: waiting him for up his to the brig. Settle him in with BD-20. We'll get to him later.
0: Uh Bryce uh nods and beams up with uh Zesius.
5: Uh Rick I mean, will start uh,
0: giving the order, start. but alright.
5: Rick will start climbing down. And as he gets down to the to the ladder go, and that people is why you always document everything.
0: Keep good backups. Barnes or somes like um I should probably make some calls.
3: Anyway, apologies, uh, first officer. But it seemed obvious that uh, he wanted to get away first chance he
4: got. Yeah, no, I was literally right about to get you. You did the right thing, so I'm not going to hold that against
0: you. She looks around. There's nothing left to shoot. I know, I go I know. So tomorrow says, um, yes, um, uh, uh, I think I should be fine here. It would be useful if someone stayed with and sets is already raising her hand and says, I'm trying to, I'm in the middle of analysis here, so yeah, I can stay and, you know, be the alien example.
4: We'll also see if Graves can beam down and do the whole first contact thing.
3: Let's yeah. face it. we're not leaving for a while, given all the stuff we need to sort out now.
2: Yeah. Well, Your you looks up from what he's doing, says, oh, I guess I'll stay too, since uh, I wasn't planning on going anywhere anyway.
0: Goes back to what he's doing. What is he doing? What uh- is he doing?
2: so all that's been going on the the second the shooting and the fighting stopped and there was talking and Grimnir realized he wasn't needed for anything and Trog didn't know what to do with himself and and Kara was fidgeting awkwardly Grimnir saw one of the uh, computer terminals walked up to it and started looking for the uh, the Dwemer's uh, historical database to try to figure out how long they've been here and he's just basically been looking up their entire history and I just, so, I have this image that it's like this no, huge, hulking Grimnir,
3: gently pushing keys, looking like Mr. Incredible.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, let's go ahead and have you do a reason science roll for Grimnir, which would be a 11.
2: <laughs> I was going to say,
0: 11 is very generous. I know. He's not
2: dumb. He's not. He's, Grimnir is far from That's dumb.
0: familiarity, too. I was about so. to say, he'd have had it anyway, so... Yeah, so he's got two successes. So he does pull a copy of their um history for himself. Okay. Which basically consists of at some point um a I don't want to put it like centuries or millennia on this because I'm not super familiar with where Skyrim takes place relative to the great migration of the dwemer.
2: Millennia. It's millennia. And yeah, it's it's been um, Couple thousand years. Yeah, a yeah. Thousand years, yeah,
0: yeah. I was thinking at least that. I wasn't quite sure if it was like older or even like on the more of the scale of eight hundred. But basically, a couple thousand years ago, the Dwemer were relocated from their ancestral homeworld. Much of that information, though, has basically been lost to history. They've got like oral stories of myth about their old homeworld, but they don't really have much stock in that. It's basically kind of taken as like stories of Beowulf or. The Norse uh, mythology it's it's basically taken as almost sort of like a religious element. Recent scholars have suggested that they've been tra- they were transplanted by another or an alien species, but that has been a really <laughs> a really toxic and contentious point of science of trying to debate whether or not they came from aliens or they're relocated by aliens from another place. And the paleontologists have tried to read into that, but they've been basically jotted down. At any rate, though, um, you find that the civilization kind of rebuilt from what mm, scraps of technology that were brought with them, and that included the automata. Hmm. So
2: that's. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I was laughing at what Nick said in chat. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, basically, you don't have that much for like prehistory, but basically, you see the pro- like the progression for. How they settled and r- very rapidly urbanized to the point where, in a couple thousand years, they're able to get to warp travel from a relatively low population density.
2: Hmm. He, uh, he starts looking up uh, correlations of things he knows. Uh, one of the first things he look up, looks up is, uh, oh god, what's that guy's name? Uh, hold on. Let me look it up. Yagram. Which one? Bagarn. He he looks up if there's any information related to Yagram Bagarn.
0: Well, like he's listed as one of the mythological figures, but in very fragmented stories.
2: He uh he he, he looks to see if there's a way he can do a, a user edit to uh to that file. And, and I mean, simp-
0: you, you you wouldn't be able to like change anything. Like you're not accessing like all libraries on the planet, so you wouldn't be yeah. able to. Like you're you're basically interfacing on that one computer, and it's like a version of Encyclopedia Encarta. Ah, okay,
2: so there's no way he can put like a user edit or uh, like there's no talk page or anything like that.
0: No, they don't have Wikipedia.
2: Damn. Because
0: He he wanted to
2: leave a little note, still alive and lost. Oh, actually, he, that's what Gribner does. Gribner raises his hand to uh, and looks to Tamara and says, "Hey, hey." got a question for you. How do I make an edit? Um,
0: I believe you'd have to contact the publisher. Can you get him on the horn? I'm kind of busy talking to our supreme uh, chancellor. Oh, you think? So, yeah, so that's that's one of the aliens. Yeah, because that guy's still around. Uh, Yeah, so he doesn't catch that because he's flustered, but yeah, basically (laughs) everyone at this point, though, like, if you've chosen to stay behind, you're basically there for, like, you know, Support, okay. but you're free to beam back to Reliant and let Graves handle the mess.
3: Uh, I'm going to deal with the brig. Will, this mess will require more
0: handling, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he's, he 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 is going to have a busy week ahead of himself.
4: I'm dealing with our new brig friend. Alright, so
3: let's go to the brig. Car is also going to be there because, you know, yeah. So now we've got a robot and a Romulan.
0: E20 says... Oh yes, that's a very very a very fine facility they have here. My friend, my friend, you know put your trust behind the Federation because after all, they know how to make a good set of binoculars. That's a mark of a civilization there, binoculars. Very fine optics. Put your trust behind those. And basically, Zasius is looking at, like, you know, just hearing this from across the cell and just kind of figuring that he's just being completely trolled right now by a, a mad android or just like a holographic simulation of one.
3: Yeah, we uh, we picked <coughs> him up on the last space station. He's got problems, Right. So? So you virused a non-first contact civilization...
0: To ga try to gain information, I guess? Um, unintentionally, it wasn't built as a virus, it became one. We're trying to get the situation under control, and then Eli showed up, and his sewer friend. That doesn't change
4: the fact that you were still doing this before we showed up.
0: You caused
3: thousands of credits worth of damage, if not millions. You terrified an entire populace. I don't want to even look at the injury reports yet.
0: It was a hectic situation.
4: bit more than hectic, I'd say, but...
0: Hmm, yes. You're not offering up much of a defense of yourself at this point. I mean, I was trying to fix the situation getting to the computer core. I was one operative trying to maintain low profile and not make contact with the locals. They did not know I was there, and I was going to fix their systems once I arrived. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you plant the virus itself, or was that another agent? No, that was another agent. That was Mercy.
4: Alright, so we can't book him on that, but...
0: I, I mean... On, again, we're just trying to survey the situation, do it without making contact. I mean, your Federation has done the same and made first contact accidentally with peoples who did not meet your qualifications for first contact. However, uh, the conclave is not bound by the same legal representation. Kara waves that off.
3: I'm more concerned about the injuries caused when the robots went amok, and the fact that you terrified an entire civilization into believing that they had an AI
4: uprising.
0: Yes, we were doing our best for that. With the solution broadly lining up with your
4: own. Where's your ship? How did you get here?
0: Ah, infiltration ship. It's probably departed once they detected you were in system and beamed me up.
3: Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Okay, so... She looks at, you know, Eli for permission to continue here, because
4: she has thoughts. Eli gestures for her to do so.
3: I think what's most likely to happen here is that this is going to become a diplomatic thing now. Congratulations, you're the first point of contact between the Conclave and the Federation. And when Graves is done putting out fires down there, he's going to come talk to you, and they're going to have a nice little meeting. And then I imagine there will be communications.
4: I could handle it. We don't need to get Graves involved
0: just yet. Oh uh, As you say, sir. Yes, I believe it. Yes, indeed. So, how would you like to handle this? Um,
4: we'll, we'll talk. Have you eaten at all?
0: Mm, I had a ration bar earlier. It sounds like that sucks.
4: Oh. If you mm. say so, well, we could talk over food and figure this shit
0: out. Very well.
3: Car, sal- Car salutes. I'd like to go take a nap, if I may,
4: sir. By all means.
0: Thank you, sir. That just sets uh, um, down on the planet with her fish that had accompanied her. She's walking up to a scummy-looking pond and shouting, All right, Jeremy, all right. Um, our time has been short, but I hope you all the best and have lots and lots of little fish babies. Oh, um, okay, so goodbye! And she just like s- slips it into the river and waves as the fish disappears and it cuts back up to her line.
4: Eli, Eli, let Zassius out of the brig,
0: and you're out of the brig. So, um, wait, I'm out of the brig. Well, you you let him out of the brig.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get you actual food.
0: And well, he sort of like he you know, puts his hands in his pockets and glumly follows along with
4: Eli. Not getting your wet backs. Weapons back just yet, but anyway, to Club Forty Two.
0: So they proceed over to Club Forty Two, where anyone else who is wrapped up with their stuff is free to be. It's pretty quiet in here. <laughs> it's barely so very cool. quiet.
2: That's what happens when Grimner not behind the
0: bar. <laughs> oh,
2: Car went to go take a nap.
0: So at this point, Mary is in the bar. Is reading the data like she's just like starting to read like she's been busy with some stuff, just like catching up on paperwork and maintenance stuff so she starts looking at the reports from the current mission
2: <laughs> hold on i'm trying to find a good uh <laughs> there we go there we go this this is the uh the look on mary's face as soon as she reads all about the dwemer and everything
0: <laughs>
2: and just then daniel walks in holding the crystal reading
6: and reading something off of a datapad. pad
0: <laughs> yeah he is he basically holding something that is derived from a soul gem. <laughs> just walking past Mary. That's Mary, where Jeremy's cousin is. Mary Mary
2: looks, and she's just watching, wide-eyed, like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, unless anyone has any scenes, we can go ahead and call that the end of the episode. I do
4: have one scene.
0: Okie dokie.
4: Well, do you, do you want to do something with, uh, Finding out more about the Conclave stuff or like I forget where we left off with that. My brain is my brain is bad meat.
0: Okay, so yeah, I mean you've gotten basically enough to have like reports on the Conclave. I mean you push you you asked our fleet for information a while back. So you now have like like intel reports of like you know, possible connections with Tal Shiar, but at the same time independence and a very strong fear of robots.
4: We'll, we'll look into that, like, RP chat or something, but it, you know what, mm-hmm. um, scene, scene now, Eli is in his quarters with his, uh, rifle that he used, curious about it, plugging, uh, plugging some wires into it, he checks the firmware, looking it over, Starfleet, this is the 23rd, century. nothing like this is, what, 23rd century?
0: Is Eli's door open? Yes. Uh, John walks by with an ice cream cone.
4: Eli does not notice because he is focused on going through the, the phaser rifle's firmware.
3: Uh, John. A moment, a moment later, BD 20 walks by carrying an ice cream cone. How did he get out? What?
0: Good question of how he got out. He's got out. Hmm. <laughs> And, um, uh, John sort of uh, pops back in and says, Eli, 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 um, how mission. Um,
4: was fine. We've managed to make sure things didn't set themselves on fire down there and shot a few things.
7: Hey!"
4: He goes back to inspecting the rifle. No, I'm... Something's weird about this it says starfleet from the 23rd century but there's nothing in any database with a schematic close to this
0: so I, uh, uh, lieutenant tardigrade walks up to it and puts his hand on it and says hmm dl's funny mm. that's vague like you know like if i you, you can uh, have a have a sense like we you know when things are here. And then this this thing, it, it wasn't always here.
4: So you're saying this is from
0: another place? Mm, yeah, but like, not like moving in like space, like left, right. It's more like sploosh.
4: Sploosh.
0: They're not good words for it.
4: I feel like sploosh is the worst word to use for that. Uh it's
0: kinda uh, like when you go into sport sports space and there's like a big there's a feeling of spatial sploosh if you're diving except you're not you're not diving you're going through space spoosh
4: so I'm sorry, I'm just trying to understand how you mean
0: uh like maybe it kind of come like uh, like from like another like another place as in like. You know, we've got our place and then like the mirror Terrans have their place oh. another place
4: I don't think this is Terran, but concerning like, like, okay also, that's also. um so hey if uh, uh temporal investigations come, you didn't see this
0: I know like you didn't see me getting ice cream with BD20.
4: Fine, I did not see that.
0: But hey. why
4: are you just out of sheer curiosity more than anything else?
0: Uh, we loaded up the Funfair program on the holodeck and we, we got ice cream and went around the Whirly thing and went around the Rushi Coaster. He he can't eat ice cream, John. Uh, he's trying. He has an ice
4: Okay, I can't fault him for that.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, BD-20 just sort of, like, face plans in the hall.
4: <laughs> well, um, I think your friend needs help.
0: Okay, uh, uh, good luck making your wife happy.
4: He totters out. Alright, well, shit.
3: I dare say this ground out here is quite unstable.
0: And with that, do we have any other scenes?
5: Yes, uh, seeing as the... Reliant will be in station for quite some time. Uh, Rick will be um starting the, the uh, new build of uh JT's uh sorry, uh L, sorry, it's LJ's um uh his little uh, lizard buddy. Um the Terrarium network. Um, So it'll be things of interconnected boxes with power, with um, different sort of, like, colleges, but also uh, there's, like, also a little map that that he is starting to build, like, that will show exactly where LG is uh, throughout this network at any time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is going to be a insight engineering goal. Fun success. So it, you're you're making progress. Uh, yeah, you
5: are. You know, making your way to building this system. It, it's it's sort of like the biggest flurry okay. of activity that Reliant has seen. Technically, this would probably be <laughs> a full engineering team, like, side project while the station, while, you know, while the ship is in station and there's no real, no um, damage control or no power reallocation sort of requirements um, while in this sort of little bit of downtime that the engineering team has sort of all combined to to, uh, do this little bit of a project.
0: And yeah, you're able to build it, or you're able to start making progress on that with the engineering team's help, and LJ, in the meanwhile, is sunning himself on his rock, in his uh, regulatory area. He is a happy-looking lizard.
5: And, oh, by the way, uh, Rick is also has also uh, done, like, has, like, taken him to the Doctor, taken him to Setzer, and done all the... Well, I mean he's got the documentation and all the food, doesn't he? That he needs. Um, so he's he's just sort of sort of kept himself up to date on that and just you know, just just taking a break every time again to feed and just sort of scritch.
0: Yeah, and you get that going along and uh John meanwhile, after having helped uh BT is uh Yeah just yeah you, he's kind of like just following along with the elaborate setup as it's being constructed anything else i got all enough. right yeah so thank you all for joining us tonight on this adventure of star trek reliant and we will be back in a couple of weeks here with another thrilling adventure with the reliant crew hopefully involving fewer robots so yeah good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> we might be building a theme here towards something that Duncan is planning, but uh, never mind for right now. Anyway, though, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being awesome in general. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we have an email at reliant at com. And I'd also like to say that I'm working on getting some... Uh, streaming shenanigans started up for some stuff over the summer, so we should be hosting some cool stuff then, so keep an eye out for that, or an ear out, we'll definitely shout out on the podcast itself, but also on Twitter, uh, following us variously. So, with that, again, I'd like to thank everyone for joining, and we'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks here.
4: Don't forget to remind them about Reliant at com.
0: What's that re- website again? Uh, y- you heard it. Relying to com. It's an, an email. email. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. What are you
7: doing? It's over.